Hello and welcome to another podcast, Valley Sunday. I am one of your hosts, Chris Paco. And I am the other host, Jeff Cameron. How's it going, Jeff? Hey, not bad. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Hanging in. Getting ready. Another boy. Getting ready to do like the, essentially the last like episode episode of season True. one. True. Uh, True. The monkeys at the movies. It's a fun one. It is. I, I feel it should be called the monkeys in the movies. But it's true. You know, it seems different. It seems like the wrong title. <laughs> it does. Yeah, all over the place. It's uh, directed by Russell Mayberry, and has he done anything yet? I don't I'm like... not sure, but he's a big fan of the crane shot. Is he ever? Anyway. Is he ever? Uh, written by Gerald Gardner and D. Caruso. Oh shit! And aired on April seventeenth, nineteen sixty-seven. I did a little back looking up D Caruso because we oh, uh, turned him into an angry D Caruso, <laughs> and uh, he and Gerald Gardner were the head writers on Get Smart. Oh, which that we, explains a thing or two. Yeah, we've mentioned how it's the similarities, and that's probably why that's mm-hmm. that was his big gig. And he did a bunch of other things after that. Uh, how do you think D would feel about going to the beach? <laughs> I don't work well in the sun. <laughs> it messes with my ink. I don't know. <laughs> well, we might come back to D a little later on. Yeah, I think we got to warm up D. <laughs> it's, it's, it's early. Too early for your bullshit. <laughs> All right, so it opens up, and the boys are on the beach playing checkers, and then Mickey just throws a bunch of them into the sand. <laughs> what a dick. Hey, my checkers! Uh, but the sand is super hot, so he starts like jumping around to keep his feet off the sand. Then Davy doesn't believe him, and he gets on the sand, and then he starts jumping around because it's so hot. Hmm. And then soon, uh, like, Mickey and Mike join in for some reason. I don't know if they just don't believe anybody or whatever. And then they're all bouncing around. And then uh, some old guy in, like, Back to the Future 2 glasses. <laughs> for real. Got, yeah, it's the first thing I thought. I was like, what's he wearing? Uh, he sees them, and he says uh, to his, like, Orville Redenbacher grandson there, <laughs> Looks exactly like that guy. Typical teenagers doing a typical new dance step. How would they be as extras in my new beach movie? And remember, I don't like yes-men. And then Orville Jr., he says, well, I don't like him. And then Doc Brown there, he says, well, who asked you? <laughs> That's the setup, because, you know, the guy's yeah. clearly supposed to be his kiss-ass assistant guy. He says, I don't like yes-men. So he's not a yes-men. He's like, who, yeah, who asked you? He does like yeah. yes-men. So the two guys introduce themselves to the monkeys and Orville Jr. He says that the other guy is Luther Graham, I Luther think they Cram, said. Luther Graham, with a K. Graham. Tra- okay, there it is. trailer is monogrammed later. Ah, that's, okay, that's why it says. Okay, I wondered that. Okay. So, yeah, so he's Luther Cram, and uh, he, makes, uh, he made the movie Beach Party Honeymoon. <laughs> Mike complains that it cost him 80 cents to see it at the drive-in. Well, it was worth it, wasn't it? Um... You owe me 60 cents. Could you imagine? Like, all four of them went in for 80 cents. <laughs> it was 20 cents each to see a movie. But it was also Beach Party Honeymoon, so... Meanwhile, you know, you if, you, if you play third on one of these rock and roll shows, you get $10,000, according to that previous episode, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they could have seen it That's so a lot of drive-in movies. <laughs> I never see the movie, man. But I always get me 20 cents worth. <laughs> hey now. Hey, Davey. Um, <laughs> so uh, Davey tells him that they don't think they want to be in a beach movie. And Luther says, This isn't just another beach movie. This is a cinema landmark. It's about sadness and pain 
and cruelty. All the things that make life worthwhile. And uh, they still say no. And Luther tells them that it pays $30 a day. And Mickey runs up to the camera with a slate and clacks it down. <laughs> and it's like a mini, mini, mini romp of them on surfboards on the beach and stuff. And it's, some of it's going to be in the next season two intro. Yeah. Like where the, the surfboards flop down. Very iconic monkeys moment with the surfboards. Yeah. It is. And those reports are enormous. So that leads us to the intro. Minute 30 this time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That was, yeah, there's a lot to lot to get through, I guess. Oh, yeah. Then it comes back, and it, there's a pretty big film crew and extras on the beach. And it's a pretty, like, the high shot, you were saying, mm-hmm. the big crane shot looking down. And uh, all the boys show up, and Mickey's in full Mickey mode. Here we are in the land of make-believe. <laughs> Look at that rock. It's a phony rock. Look at that fish. It's a phony fish. Look at that girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way he says it. It's funny and weird and creepy in a Mickey way. It's funny. Well, this is, you know, Which makes Mickey's a showbiz kid. You, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is how he, yeah, he, he grew up that shit like this. Yeah, he grew up in front of the camera. Yeah. So Luther addresses the crowd and says that the name of the movie is I Married a Creature from Out of Town. (laughs) And it's a message picture. And the message is if they don't get it shot in 10 days, they're in trouble. And and 10 days is not a lot of time for a movie shoot. Like even I Married a Creature from Out of Town. That's that's a quick shoot. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, so he introduces the star. He's Frankie Catalina. He's like a Ricky Nelson lookalike, but he's also supposed to be Frankie, uh, what's his name? Avalon? Ricky Avalon. Yeah, so he's like a the, Ricky Avalon. Yeah, Frankie Avalon <laughs> from the uh, Frankie the beach and movies. Annette, Annette yeah. from They did all his beach yeah. party rompy movies. And I always knew it from Back to the Beach <laughs> Yes, in the 80s <laughs> when they redid it. <laughs> the big crapola. <laughs> Kahuna. <laughs> That's the only part I remember from that movie, but though that was a rental. Back in the day. Oh, man. And um, Frankie Catalina is played by Bobby Sherman, who was a real-life teen idol, sharing the pages with the boys back in 16 Magazine and whatnot, uh, for sure back in the day. So he was kind of like, um, I don't know, a competitor of theirs for the, the hearts and wall space of teenage girls. Uh, he didn't have any major, major hits that have lasted to the day, but he was a big deal in his own right back in the day. My mom has still has the record. Uh, is one of his records anyway. Oh, really? From back then in the vinyl, from where I found the Monkees records originally. She still had the Bobby Sherman record. You could fold it out, and it's a full-body shot of Bobby Sherman. He's clothed. Ooh. Calm down. But, uh, he's, uh, but you get you know, it's a full-length <laughs> thing you could hang in your locker or whatever. Man, could you imagine when you looked? You saw this episode first, the first Monkees episode you ever saw. You went to the records. You saw the Bobby Sherman, and that's the one you picked up, and you became a – we're doing a Bobby Sherman <laughs> podcast right now. <laughs> oh boy, that would not happen. <laughs> uh, the Shermanators—that's what we could call it. <laughs> so look for that when the Monkeys podcast wraps up. Look for the Shermanators. <laughs> so uh, Frankie Catalina comes out, and uh, he's all swagger and douchebaggery, and he he bumps into Peter. Why don't you watch where you're going? You know you can be replaced. And uh, he takes off his tiger robe, and he's wearing like a very '80s-looking shirt and shorts. For real. Like, I think I had that exact same shirt when I was a little kid in the 80s. (laughs) Because I was very surprised, very forward-thinking, Frankie is. Or at least the wardrobe person is. Luther says that it's time to make a picture teenagers will watch, even at the (laughs) drive-in. 
And at first I thought that that meant because the drive-in was like the, the picture was bad, like the actual viewing experience. And then I realized it was because everybody's making out. Teenagers go to the drive-in to make out. Correct. See, I, 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 I never made out of the drive-in. I was like, put the movies on. <laughs> Actually, wait, no, no, I definitely that makes made out of the drive-in several times. Yes. <laughs> yep. Incorrect. There Incorrect. You go. Now oh, that I've put oh. more thought, more than zero seconds of thought into it, I realized I was lying. I wonder what it is. Make it out in a car at the movies. It's uh, it's always awkward. You're out of the house. Your parents aren't there. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but the, the stick shift getting in the way. Hey, now. For good or ill. But anyway, regardless. Uh, Orville tells the boys that uh, Frankie's very versatile, but he can't sing, is scared of the water, and girls make him break out in hives. <laughs> and uh, the boys aren't buying it. And I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say they're going to start effing with Frankie oh, after this. What? I don't know. Out of character for them. You're not, but you're I, not implying they're about to deploy some sort of ruse action, are you? They, it, there might be some rusery. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> we'll find out. So they start to shoot the volleyball scene. And actually, I, I read uh, an interview with Tony Scott that said that this scene was the inspiration for the volleyball scene in Top Gun. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, you can tell. It's all Definitely. over the place. Uh, so Luther tells Frankie that in this scene, he needs to dominate the game. And the scene starts, and the monkeys keep hitting the ball to each other and not to Frankie. He throws a little hissy fit. <laughs> and he says uh, that Davey's trying to upstage him and that he should be fired. And the other guys stick up for Davey, and Frankie Spanky there uh, tears into each of them on, like, a personal level. Like, he tells Peter... You with your stupid expressions. And then he says to Mike... You with that, uh, that silly green bonnet. And Mickey, he calls... A scarecrow in shorts. <laughs> I love Mickey's reaction to that. He's like, <laughs> looks down. Yeah, looks down. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he's a super dick right out of the gate. Immediately. Immediately comes out, hits them all on a personal level. And he says uh, they're a dime a dozen extras. And that he's a star. And then Mickey asks, you get change for that? Yeah. <laughs> He's got to go see half a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, back at the pad, Peter says that Frankie can't act that way. And who does he think he is? And then Mickey goes full Shakespearean for a bit. No longer shall we suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous Catalina. On the mall, we will show that Popinjay, he doth abuse the monkeys at his own peril. <laughs> got to the, the outfit and everything here in the late season it doesn't seem like they're going all the way with a lot of the ideas but he he went full shakespearean garb yeah he really did maybe it's because they're not like most of this is outside this episode this True. outside at the pad so maybe yeah. when they're at the pad like well let's just do something while we're here mickey put on these tights True. But then they shoot the away skull. from mickey and they shoot back to him and he's hopping off the stairs he's back in his uh civilian clothes it's, it's, yeah the hop off the stairs is kind of cool yeah it's it's a, definitely a young person move. I, I'd trip and smash my face on the table. <laughs> I'd be like Mr. Schneider after that. Like I just sit there not moving. <laughs> <laughs> so um, and Peter says that Peter asks, "What does that mean?" And uh, like the whole Shakespearean thing. And then Mickey tells him it means the monkeys strike back. Mm-hmm. And Wait. actually, I read in an interview with George Lucas that this <laughs> I, I saw that interview too. I was about was to uh, <laughs> the inspiration for The Empire Strikes Back, the title. <laughs> for sure. True story. True story. Back on the beach, uh, Frankie's <laughs> admiring himself in a mirror and calls for makeup. And then Davey comes running in, dresses like a French mime or something like that. Yes. And uh, 
just starts hitting him with makeup and going crazy on his face. And uh, then Luther calls Frankie to set. And when he turns around, he's been turned into the wolf man. And he scares all the, the babes at the beach. I read an interview and, that uh, Davies look there uh, inspired MCA during his uh, Paul's <laughs> Boutique years with the goatee and yeah, stuff. With that goatee, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, 100%. Uh, and actually, I read in another interview what that uh, with director Rod Daniel that this specific scene was the inspiration for Teen Wolf. Yeah, how about that? The teen, I know. It's, Man, we've, so been, much. we've been reading a lot of interviews lately. Uh, so in the next scene, Frankie's uh, meeting a girl outside her cabana and is reading cue cards, and then Mickey adds in his own. So instead of saying, I love you, Frankie tells Annette, You're under arrest. And then uh, Frankie freaks out to the point of tears. I love that reaction. <laughs> You're under arrest. You're under arrest. <laughs> I read an interview, an interview somewhere that uh, Brian Wilson was inspired to uh, add that line to the uh, alternate version of Heroes and Villains. You're under arrest. I, I, I think I read that as well. How about that? He, because I think this is the one he watched because of the beach theme. He was like, oh, let's see yes. what they do with this. Oh, he's like, Ooh. Brian Wilson's about to come up again. I'll explain in a second. Go on, Paco. So uh, next scene, Mickey's talking to a reporter who's saying it must be a thrill to work with Frankie Catalina. And Mickey says, oh, he's, especially, he's great, especially because of his past. And the reporter asks what he means. Hmm. And Mickey tells him. He's the sort of guy that would take money out of his own pocket, lend it to an extra he hardly knew, take them out to dinner, offer to share his apartment. And the reporter says, he did all that for you? And Mickey tells him, no, my sister, and then walks away. And so, um, yeah, this next scene has like a weird, weird visual opening, kind of. It's a beauty contest scene, and each of the girls walk past the camera with like their sashes on. Mm -hmm. And it's Miss Zuma Beach, Miss Hermosa Beach, Miss Redondo Beach, and Miss Malibu, Topanga, and Sunset Beach. And uh, it's just them from like their bottom of their neck to their thighs yeah. that's it like no faces at all it's a bikini and, contest not a beauty contest all right yeah i guess so <laughs> and uh they uh when they pull back then they finally do show their faces it, it it's like uh miss hold on what's her name oh, yeah miss malibu topanga and sunset beach is like a foot and a half taller than For miss real. redondo beach She's enormous like, does she dominate the three beaches or just she gets the long sash because she's so tall <laughs> maybe that's what it is she's so tall it's like a visual gag or maybe they were supposed to get like seven girls and only got four like well <laughs> you're taking all of them so uh, then luther tells frankie that it's his big musical number and to remember to move his lips and sync with the record <laughs> so the record starts and frankie does a weird little dance like that the beach movie dance and uh he starts to like mime along with the record then mike goes up and he messes with the speed Turns it up, turns it down, slower, da 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 da, and uh, and Luther just losing his mind over this. <laughs> when Mike went back to the thing, think how revolutionary it would have been if instead of just playing the record, he like scratched on the record. <laughs> Mary, yeah. Mary, why you bugging? Um, think about this tune, uh, "New Girl in School," written by Brian Wilson, made famous by. Uh, Jan and Dean. It was side. It was the B side to um, uh, Dead Man's Curve. Oh, really? And Bobby Sherman tracked it himself specifically for this episode. There's no Bobby Ver- Sherman version of this out there, but it was a, a tune that existed, sung by Jan and Dean and written by your best buddy Brian Wilson. So that's kind of neat that it's him 
lip syncing himself, yes. essentially. Yes. Yeah. And um, <laughs> there's not, I don't know, there's many other non monkey songs that get played for this long in an episode of the monkey. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. So next scene, Luther, Orville, and Frankie, they're in the screening room, and Frankie's bitching that yesterday was the worst day of filming he's ever had. And Luther tells him to wait till he sees the beach scene because he looks beautiful. And Orville calls the projectionist and says to full realm, I mean, roll film. (laughs) (laughs) Just a funny, dumb little thing for Orville there. So now we get into monkey's romp number one, which is a little bit me, a little bit you. Yeah. And uh, so it's like Frankie preening for the camera eating popcorn with a girl and then Mickey's head like bursts out of the bowl logistically that would be an amazing joke to pull off <laughs> for real <laughs> and everyone's all shocked uh, the monkeys are in the little windows at the back of the theater in the projection booth okay You're, this is this is your line of work previously uh, what's with the different size holes at different levels this is for a different style of projectors Do you just wheel them up and stick them in the hole well see yeah the way it was was you got like a reel of film on a projector and as it rolled out you had another reel of film on another projector and you had to switch it over to the next projector so there'd be two there'd be more than one window for each of the projectors okay so you'd have to like be there to physically swap it and Mm. you wouldn't even know what happened but when I was a projectionist you'd put all the reels of film together on one enormous reel so the the film would be laying on its side like vertically and it looked like an enormous record and then it would just go that way and you just have to make sure it worked it wasn't as I always wished it could have been the other way to like I would have loved to have switched between them and have it more be old school projectionist so the girls walk into a tent and Frankie thinks he's going to score big time with all these girls but the boys are taking them out of the back of the tent so a girl will go in then Davey takes a girl a girl goes in Peter takes the girl and uh the boys take over the set and start running the show and the they're in like the striped short and suspenders from earlier in the season I think yeah. we have some like old romp footage in this one um, a girl puts her hands over Frankie's eyes then switches them with Peter's hands and then Davey <laughs> takes the girl away <laughs> a bunch of beach antics Frankie's about to kiss a girl and at the last second Mike switches her in for a pumpkin with a wig and <laughs> so he makes out with this wig pumpkin and uh, Frankie's doing a dance and then just like disappearing, like going, yes. going on and off. Lens flare action going on. Yeah, yeah. I think. And with that lens flare action, I read in an interview uh, that J.J. Abrams got yeah. his ideas all for the lens flares from this episode. How about that? I think this is like the Forrest Gump of filmmaking episodes where <laughs> it's touched every major event in film. Absolutely. It's, it's amazing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're cut to like Frankie saying that it's a conspiracy and that Luther is in on it. And Luther tells him he's crazy and Frankie says he's walking out on his contract because he can do a mystery at Mammoth Studios. <laughs> and then Orville says, Mammoth Studios has been out of business for years. That must be the mystery. <laughs> That's kind of a weird joke. Like it doesn't quite make sense, but it's like, okay, sure. They had to end the scene somehow. Yeah. So back at the pad, Peter says it'll be hard to find someone to replace a talent like Frankie. After all, where do you find the guy that can't sing, act, or surf? <laughs> and Mike says that Davey should try out for it. And it cuts to Davey for like 23 episodes ago or something. It doesn't look like it's a part of this episode at all. He's in a, his suit, like not a monkey suit, but a suit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you must be joking. You must be joking. 
It is pushed in. I don't think it's from this episode. Like, I swear we've seen it before. He says that a lot, though. But who knows? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Which leads us into the monkey's romp number two, Last Train of Clarksville. Yeah. Like, the one that's... Thr- the one that started it all. Yeah, it's almost like a little nod. Like, here, look at, this is the last time you're going to hear this in the series. So we're going to put it right here in this episode. And they make a little silent movie to go along with it. <laughs> yeah, they do. It's like from Monkeys in a Ghost Town or something. Yeah. Because Mike shoots Davy. Boom! And there's there's our gun. And gun. Uh, Mickey's a train robber. And he and Mike tie Peter to the railroad tracks. And it's this whole debacle. And uh, a train's very slowly rolling towards him. And Davy, dressed all in white, he comes to the rescue. Davy gets on the train. He's fighting Mickey. And then he's fighting Mike, like in the engine or whatever it's called. And, like, then, and then like he seems like just jump in front of the train and stop it with his bare hands. <laughs> he's like pushes on the train and it stops. Then he unties Peter, who then bonks him on the head and then ties up Davy to the tracks and he runs away. A couple things about this. Uh... Like, Mickey has an outfit. Davey has an outfit. Uh, Mike is wearing the double denim. He was just like, yeah. maybe wasn't, they weren't expecting him to be there or something. And he's just kind of going along with it. And um, I read it in an interview with uh, Steven Spielberg that uh, Peter's outfit was the inspiration for uh, Elliot and uh, E.T. Yes, I can see it. There's a lot of citations needed in this episode of uh, yes. Podcast Valley Sunday so far, for sure. The boys drag Davy out of his bedroom where he's hiding because he doesn't want to be a star. And then they decide they're going to draw straws to see who's going to be the new star. And they, they walk over to a table with pieces of paper on it, and then they literally draw straws. Hilarious. <laughs> and uh, then Mike tells Davy that he drew the short straw. That's the story of my life. <laughs> uh, he's short. <laughs> So at the beach, Luther and Orville are walking down the beach, looking at headshots of other dreamboat actors. And Mike and Peter are there with their record collection. And uh, one of the names that they look at, one of the people, is Robbie Rafelson. Yes. And so it's obvious that's a little Bob Rafelson nod. And so, and so Peter's like trading Mike all of his records for one of Mike's. I've offered you my Love and Spoonful collection, my Bobby Dylan records, my Blind Lemon Jefferson records, and this prize of my collection, Bobby Darren Sings His Bank Book. Go on the films. Okay. And uh, so Mike hands him a David, a David Jones record with Davy on the cover looking like, almost like a 50s dude almost. Chairs all <laughs> slick back kind of. Yeah. And, and so Luther wants to see the record and says, Davy Jones Sings. Which is weird because the record just said David Jones. It's not what it says on the record, dude. (laughs) Maybe it's those future sunglasses that allows him to see (laughs) things that aren't actually there. (laughs) Oh, my God. So uh, Mike, Mickey, and Peter go to Luther outside of his trailer where he's got a desk set up, and they act like reporters. Dolan's reporter. Nesmith, Variety. I'm Torque. Hanger on. (laughs) They got their suits. They're back in the air. They're tailored suits. Yeah. And they ask Luther who's going to replace Frankie with. And Luther rattles off a bunch of names, but the boys keep saying, but he's no Davy Jones. <laughs> and then Peter's like, oh, what about Freddie Freeman? I've seen all his movies. Peter? And Mike and Mickey give him like a dirty look, but then Luther says, he's no Davy Jones. Oh. Boom. It's like a, like a, a, like an audible ruse right there. They ruse them with their words. Oh, yeah. and, got, uh, on my notes, uh, I got written down, mega ruse action. <laughs> Like yeah. th- throughout this episode. Yeah. <laughs> it should be called Monkeys at the Ruse. 
<laughs> so Luther and Orville are looking through more headshots and listening to the radio. And Mickey, Davy, and Mike somehow hijack the signal. And Mickey acts like, acts like the DJ, does a countdown of different Davy Jones songs. And then Davy and Mike play the songs. <laughs> and it's really just Davy saying, I love you, over and over and over. Yeah, and that's uh, it. Really, I love you, baby. Mickey says he is uh, Mickey the D, which is obviously a take on uh, Murray the K. Yeah, nice. The New York DJ who was talking about uh, when the Beatles came to town. It's the crazy Mickey the D show on W. Go, go, go. It's the big beat sound of your top five records. One of the names that uh, Luther Cram says, like the last one when he, just before they started listening to the song was uh, this Rip Shirt. <laughs> it's like Rip Shirt? <laughs> <laughs> tremendous name oh man that is a tremendous name good dj but, name but if, and i love the song titles that mickey comes up with for these songs that davy is singing it's davy jones singing it's been lonesome in the saddle since my horse died and that's as that song is credited to Stu phillips who does i think he's the does the score and stuff for the show oh really it's it's, it's Credited as Baby I Love You by Stu Phillips. Have you seen them? Uh, a Davy Jones single where it's got, I don't know when it came up, probably maybe just before the show, but side one is Babe, It's Me. And side two is It Ain't Me, Baby. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, mixed signals here, Davy. Yeah. The two different girls, man. Two different <laughs> girls. <laughs> mm. And if Mickey oh. wants to be a DJ, he should come on Rodney on the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what Brian Jones shampoo was. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my resume. <laughs> Rodney, get out of here. You, you, you. <laughs> Sorry, I just heard this jockey, man. It's like a bird, a bird to a flame. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Security. Someone get Bing and Hammer out of here. This keeps popping in. Unannounced. I'll get them out. Don't worry about it. Thank you, George. <laughs> George, what kind of shampoo do you use? <laughs> it's called knees and toes. Did you get it? Thank now. you, George. See you later, Rodney. Thank you. Thanks, Bye, guys. guys. <laughs> Toodaloo. This is like our last episode. Like where we're just phoning, not phoning it in, but having, just going crazy. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Luther listening to the radio says this kid is a real bummer well, he certainly is LK hey, little does he know and uh, Orville <laughs> says he certainly is LK <laughs> and uh, and uh, Luther hits him and says who asked you because he hates yes men yeah for real and uh, so Luther says that they found their star and Orville says you're right he's a great disc jockey <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Luther tells him that he means Davy Jones and asks if Orville is really his nephew. So there you go. There's some nepotism. Here we go. It's <laughs> another, nepo- another check mark beside nepotism uh, yeah. here in the series. Yeah, all the evil people, nepotism. Yep. So back on the set, Luther is introducing the new star of the film, a name to remember. What's your kid's name? Davy Jones. Davy Jones. Davy pops out of the tent and he looks exactly like Frankie did. Like the Jeez. same same robe, same everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, his first scene is with a girl on a blanket. And he says that um, 
They all like the same things, and she says there isn't two other people made for each other more than them. And they stand up, and it's Miss Malibu Topanga Sunset Beach, who's like <laughs> two feet taller than Davy. He's like looking at her belly button, practically. Um, and uh, Luther yells cut, and Davy asks if he got his good side. And it's obvious Davy's becoming like a douchebag like Frankie was. Uh-huh. Doesn't take much. Doesn't take nope. much. A blonde wig and a tiger robe. <laughs> and uh, so next scene is the volleyball scene again. And the boys keep the ball away from Davy, and he starts complaining. So they end up tying him to the pole with the volleyball net. And that's the whole scene. This whole thing was their idea, and now they're like, oh, we got to put into this shit. Yeah, he, he got too big for his britches instantly. But it is true. They, this was their plan, and <laughs> they instantly renege on it. Mm-hmm. So we come back from the commercial, and Luther is asking Davey why he's quitting, and Davey says that music's their thing, not running around on a beach. And it's like, has Davey seen any of the other episodes of The Monkeys? Like, he's always on the beach. <laughs> there was that one time uh, uh, the girl took, was it his shirt or his uh, coat? What she got, Davy? She's got my jacket. She's got my jacket. <laughs> Done. Okay. <laughs> and so, uh, so Davy says that showbiz is messing up with my, my character. character. My, my character. character. My yeah. character. My character. My character. My character. My character. My character. It just keeps showing all the different characters Davy's played throughout which, the first season, essentially. Which is neat. Yeah. And. uh... And then that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the story part of the episode, is it? <laughs> it ends. That's it. That's how it ends. And so um, we cut to the band playing the rockin' version of Valerie. Yes. And it feels like it's the exact same like video from before, right? It's the, Cap- like, the, it's the it. Captain Crocodile one, yeah. Yeah, it's the exact same. And so... Um, and one thing I noticed is like for the verse in the second chorus, when David gets lifted up, he's like pretty docile. Like he's he's and and the tambourine's all out of whack. Like it's uh he's hammering it when he doesn't need to be hammering it, right. and he's not hammering it when he should be hammering it. So, but either way, whatever. It's it's an awesome performance, and uh, it, it's it's radical. That crane shot's radical. Like all the mm-hmm. stuff we've already kind of talked about. Yeah, it all still holds true. It holds up. Yes. Seneca goes to an interview with Davy. Uh, like they do the after the show interviews with Bob Rafelson and he says that he got a letter from his father about Davy's brother-in-law and I'm wondering if it's the brother-in-law for the wedding Davy was early for and missed good question could be it and he's a policeman and he says he's like 6'3 280 pounds or something like that obviously not in the Jones lineage (laughs) and uh, he says that he sent him a monkey sweater and a little hat and he was wearing it, and he ended up busting someone breaking into a store. Like, he saw them, they were driving somewhere, he's wearing all his monkey stuff. So when the other <laughs> cops showed up, they didn't believe that he was a cop, because he's dressed up in all this monkey's gear. <laughs> and uh, during the story, when they cut to Peter, Mike, and Mickey, and they all look so bored. They look so insanely tuned out while Davey's telling yeah. the story. And I don't even know if that's actually them reacting to the story, if it was just cutaways from other times that they had. Yeah. Just so they could cut up Davy's story, but yeah, it was read, kind of weird. I read somewhere this is this is not an interview thing, but uh, these this particular these interviews with Mike with the boots and stuff. It was uh, from the February rap party. Oh, really? February '67 when they were done shooting the show, and that's where they like just shot the shit with the boys on these steps, a whole bunch, a whole bunch. So maybe that's why at points they look bored. They're just kind of like, I want to get out of here. Yeah. Like we're done here. Let me. I want to go 
have some fun with the rest of the crew. For real. And so then there's an interview with Mike, and he says he wants to get a Rolls Royce, put little tires on the front and big slicks on the back, <laughs> put like a bed in the trunk, and take off the hood and paint a name on the back. And uh, he says he wants to go to a freeway, pretend he has a flat tire, and just stand there scratching his head. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird. So is this... When, do you think this is before or after John Lennon did all that stuff with his Rolls Royce? Because Mike yeah. talks about in the book, he went to Mike's house or John's house and saw the Rolls Royce the first time. It was just a black Rolls Royce. Hmm. Then he went back again. It was after Lennon had painted it all up crazy. Oh, so I wonder yeah. if... Uh, Good question. Yeah. Well, but uh, anyway. Da, 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 da. This was around when they do strawberry fields and stuff and Mike's hanging out with uh, John. That must be in a month or two. It's probably it in the, that summer, right? Yeah, it's probably in the off time from the show. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So, um, and then Rafelson asked them about the concerts and if they play their own instruments. And they say that it's ridiculous. They just played 12 cities. Mm-hmm. And Mike says, like, right before he went on stage at one show, a reporter asked them if they don't play their own instruments. And Mike's like, well, Wait a minute. I'm fishing to walk out there in front of 15,000 people, man. If I don't play my own instruments, I'm in a lot of trouble. And it's cool that they addressed this in the show, right before the Monkeys on Tour episode as well. Mm-hmm. Totally. And uh, so it is kind of cool that they, in the show, they addressed this and had it come up. And, and yeah. just, it's nice to to hear them kind of say that and then leading into the next episode where we do see them playing their own instruments and we do. So do you think that this was supposed to be the last show of the season like in the long run but then they're like no, let's do this monkeys on tour thing to show them playing to show them being a real band and to try to like dispel those rumors? Or do you think it was always in the in the I don't know. It's hard to tell and it's hard to tell how they decided what order the show would come out. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. But they definitely seemed like they were following the boys around with cameras and they were going to do something with some sort of tour footage, right? Yeah. So maybe it wasn't... Maybe in summer 66, it was like, okay, at the end of the season, we're going to have a show about the tour and Davey's going to chase a swan. <laughs> like, maybe they didn't get into it that far. But yeah. it's... I don't know. It makes sense. So yeah, that is the whole episode. That's where it ends, with them doing that part. And uh, so yeah, overall thoughts from this episode. Like... I, this is the kind of episode I was always thrilled to see on, uh, on the tapes when it comes up because, like, as Stefan would say, the show has everything. At the same time, uh, the story part, apparently, okay, a lot happens. There's a lot of characters and a lot of stuff going on, and a lot of scenes, a lot of shots, a lot of rusing. But there's also that, that Clarksville short film, the entire Valerie performance, bunch of interview stuff. Davey says my character for about 20 seconds. Like, there's a lot of just extra stuff, but it kind of gives a kind of a random variety feel to it. And it's like, just, it's a great episode to demonstrate everything the guys do, everything the show does. Yeah, I agree with that. It's a, it is one of the rare episodes that has a lot of extra characters, but still feels like it's about the monkeys. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's really cool. It's a cool episode to go out with, like, for the season. Mm-hmm. There's one more episode, but you know what I mean, of the yeah. show, The Monkeys. And it's a, and it was nice, like, using a different kind of trope. Like, there was no gangsters. There wasn't, like, a haunted house. <laughs> Someone didn't have to get married before midnight. It's true. It, it was, like, the tropey beach movie thing. But it's also maybe a thing, like, they wanted to get outside and do something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they've been in this studio the whole time. It's like, let's get out of here. Let's do something. 
It's true. There's, so, there's a lot of outside stuff in this. Your wish is my command, princess. <laughs> click, 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 click. Oh, the boys need more sun on them. You know what? I'm not even going to end this show. There's not going to be an end scene. <laughs> oh, boy. But, uh, yeah, no, it was cool. And the, great, the interviews at the end were great. Hey, D, what do you say you joined the boys for an interview at the uh, end of the show? What do you, you know, sometimes you got to fill some space. You want to say a few words to the, uh, the fans? Or? Hearing those boys say their own words hurts my soul. <laughs> if they knew what they were talking about, they'd hire me to write their lives. Thank you, thank you. Sweet D. Caruso, everybody. Well, I'm sure we'll hear from him again shortly. You'll hear from me when I write it. <laughs> so, uh, guns in the show. Yep, there's that scene where Mike shoots Davey. Seems weird to say. That's all. Yeah, it definitely is. But at least at least they, it made a, an appearance for the end of the show. For the end oh, yeah. of the season. They had to throw a gun in there. Definitely. Um, highlight of the show. It's tough for this one. I had a hard time choosing a highlight of the show. A lot going and, on. Yeah, and not because there isn't one, but because there's so many of them. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I will say talking about not playing their own music, just because that's kind of a a breaking down that wall kind of thing. Yes. Even yes. though that's not part of the episode, but uh, I, I do like how the the super tall uh, beauty contest girl with Davy though. <laughs> it's just a funny little shot. Definitely. Um, the monkey's ruse. Tons of ruses. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ruse-a-palooza. Yeah. <laughs> so many ruses, I got bruises. <laughs> um, uh, fourth wall break? I'm not too sure. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe something subtle, but... Uh, yeah, but no, nothing jumped out at me. Nah. Best musical moment, the Valerie performance, I would say. Yes, yes. And and Clarksville making an appearance was nice. It was <laughs> nice to see Clarksville again. And like... Gotta keep in mind, it just came out last year, and it was, you know, top of the charts, and people are like, oh yeah, I remember this song from when the show started, oh cool. Yeah. It was a, a neat callback to, um, to that. Instant nostalgia. Also, apparently, during, this is the only time Little Bit Me, Little Bit You appears in the show in the original run. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. And it wasn't even originally in it. Classic Monkeys moment, there's a bunch of them, but uh, <laughs> the humor of the drawing straws... Is yes. a very monkeys thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. A lot of wordplay in this one. That's really good. Um, what wouldn't fly in twenty twenty? I don't think anything. I think it's all. It's a pretty safe episode. Mm, yeah, it's true. There's a, some good did you knows for this one. Oh, bring it's it on, some, Paco. Some pretty deep ones that I would have never picked up unless the internet told me. <laughs> um, one thing is like the David Jones album that they're holding is a real album that Davey released in nineteen sixty five. Like obviously pre monkeys and it's probably like a bunch of show tuny type croony stuff. <laughs> um, and Peter, when Peter mentions the Love and Spoonful in the albums that he's giving Mike, the Love and Spoonful, the band was considered to be the Monkeys. Mm-hmm. It when when they were just putting the show together. I remember hearing that. Which would have been interesting to have a like a quote unquote real band as the band in this show. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wonder. I yeah. think the the creative pushback would have been similar and immediate. 100%. And I think they went with actors to be more like, 
listen, boys, here's what you're going to do. Yeah, kind of More thing. malleable. Yeah. And that blew up in their face. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Okay, so here's the one that was is crazy to me. Okay. It, during the episode, uh, Luther is wearing a brown shirt with white polka dots. And, and in another scene, he's wearing like this light blue shirt with a weird pattern on it. Okay. Peter is wearing the same shirt in the Valerie video. And Davey's wearing the blue shirt in the Valerie video. What? The fuck? And in the last Waltz documentary with Bob Dylan and the band, yeah, yeah, Bob yeah. Dylan is wearing the brown shirt with the white polka dots. The same Ooh, shirt. Why? Why is everybody? I don't know. I, it, it's crazy. And they say, from what I read, is that that brown shirt with the white polka dots and Davey's blue shirt pop up again several times in the next season. Huh. So beyond brown shirt, white polka dot. It'll wow. be another. It'll be a new category in the second oh, season. God, I need another. Gotta make another jingle. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Brown shirt, white polka dot. Was it in this episode or was it not? Oh, boom! That's it. <laughs> okay. Yep. And so that that's all I have for this. Because uh, you mentioned the the Robbie Rafelson thing. Yeah, that, that was cool. And uh, rip shirt and. Uh, <laughs> So for me, a personal memory for me with this episode, mm-hmm. when I was in grade nine, I, I wrote this script that I was going to do. I was going to be in, it was this thing where in certain scenes, it was me talking to different people like celebrities and stuff, mm-hmm. right? And I would do my half of the, the interview and you'd cut to the, the pre-recorded celebrity interview, like the mm-hmm. Weird Al interviews on yes. Much Music when you oh. had Al Music, yeah, 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 yeah. right? And in this episode... Uh, I used the Davy thing where he's talking about the, um, the hat and it looks like a, it looked like a peanut on his head. Which looked like a peanut on his head. <laughs> that part where he says, true story, swear. True story, swear. Those two things, when I saw them in this episode, I was like, oh my gosh, it was like a connection. I was like, oh man, I remember that these, I used these lines in my movie that I wrote and never shot. Okay, so what, what is that I hear on yonder horizon? Oh my. Oh. I, I think it's time for everybody's favorite countdown. The wool hat of mystery coming in hot, ladies and gentlemen. Coming in hot. Yay, yay. Excited. Me too. Uh, la- uh, we've had some dud weeks, so I'm hoping this week is going to boost for our sure. morale here. For sure. Is it your turn? That's what I was going to ask. I'm I not- think it's your turn. I, when I was... <laughs> I was researching our own countdown. I noticed I do t- pull the first song quite a bit. So you go ahead yeah. today and you, you can All have right. the first one. Okay, so here I have the wool hats in my hand. If you can hear me going through. There it is. All right, here it is. I got something. Oh, what I is got, it? I, I got a nibble. <laughs> this just doesn't seem to be my day. Okay, let, let me just scroll to the bottom of the countdown. I guess I should have stayed in bed My pillow wrapped around my head Instead of waking up to find A nightmare of a different kind She went away This just doesn't seem to be my day So this just didn't seem to be my day Off The Monkees, the first record mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a deceptive kind of song, I find Because when I think of it in my head I think of the chorus just like the, this just doesn't seem to be my day. Yeah, and I'm when, like, man. When Morrissey comes in and sings the yeah. chorus. Yeah. Oh, this just, no days seem to be my day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, it has that cool opening, like almost a sitar opening. 
Yeah, I do dig the intro, but unfortunately, there's a bunch more sound. And then it has that uh, like dreamy little part before the chorus, kind of, that almost turns into "I'll spend my life with you." It, it's so it, it's like it's leading into it, and then it goes into this other thing. I like this song more than I thought I did. Uh-huh. Like, but that again, what does that mean? It's <laughs> uh, faint praise. Yeah. Low expectations. Is it a jam or is it a jelly paco? It's just let's just cut to this chase. Yeah, it's it's a jammier jelly, <laughs> or it's more a jammier jelly than a jelly or jam. It's a, it's a preserve. It's a preserve. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know where I'd put it? I'd put it right around French song, actually. Hey, there we go. In the, in the preserve section. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, we'll go one below French song. Or do you want to go did, one above? Where do you want to go? I've listened to French song a couple more times, and it is kind of neat, I will say. Yeah. So we'll go um, right below French song then. Right above, I'll spend my life with you. How about that? Yeah, weird. Number 57, this just doesn't seem to be my day. Wedge between French song and I'll spend my life with you. No bullet. No bullet. No. That is so weird that it's right beside I'll spend my life with you. This is that, this is the that's mystery. Crazy. We could merge them the together and they could both just be 57. The wool hat works in mysterious ways. It does. Track two, side two. Right after Last Train to Clarksville on the album. Yeah, that's a tough act to follow. No doot. Anyway. <laughs> All right, your turn. CJ's turn to pick a tune. Uh, oh no! <laughs> oh geez, what do we got? Oh boy, the time has come to discuss teardrop shitty. I was high on top, but I didn't know it. Tell me why did I have to go and blow it? I used my lines too many times, and now I've got a bad thing hot showing. So teardrop city. From instant replay, but was recorded at the original sessions with like Clarksville. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was recorded on October 26th, 1966, along with Looking for the Good Times and I'll Spend My Life with You. How about that? And Clarksville was recorded uh, the 25th of July. So it's not, not the same time as Clarksville, I guess, but it was recorded for the first record. But they Ooh. shelved it, I think, because it sounded so much like Clarksville. Probably. Just something in the voice and heart bucket of tunes. But did, was it recorded before Clarksville, did you just say? No. No, I think Clarksville was in July, and this was in October. Okay. okay, okay. So if it was in October, then it, it couldn't have been like with the first record. Nah, I don't know. But maybe more of the monkeys type sessions. Maybe they had it demoed and didn't record it, record it. It yeah. didn't even come out until uh, Instant Replay in 69. It was yeah. also a single, which climbed all the way up to 56. I wonder if it'll do that good with us here. And uh, the B-side was A Man Without a Dream. A Man Without a Dream. Well, look at me. So whatever. Teardrop shitty. Uh, above or below Porpoise on Paco? 
<laughs> I think we're going above. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Teardrop City. It's um, an odd Clarksville kind of rip. <laughs> okay, so let's go with Let's Dance On. Above or below Let's Dance On. I'd rather listen to Let's Dance On. Not going to lie. Okay. Right after Let's Dance On is Pillow Time. Let's, let's, <clears throat> let's stick it in there. Okay, so at number 66, we've got Teardrop City. Wow. And again, I also feel this song um, kind of suffers from... Because it's on the later, it's on the on the Mickey disc. Exactly. <laughs> near the end, there's no Peter around. And you can find it's, the video on, uh, them, they're on the Glenn Campbell Good Time Hour or something, and Davey's playing bass, and it's just the three of them. And it's just, it just makes your heart hurt a little. And yeah. of course, it, it sounds good. Mickey always sounds good. It's got the crazy high backups. It's, it's, it is what it is. It's got all the elements there to be be a, a good tune, and it just somehow grazes it. Just doesn't quite click know. in. It's, a lot of people like this song, no sure. doubt. So are those people. <laughs> and again, maybe if it came out on more of the monkeys. Mm. And it wasn't by, near the end of the bummer box set when Peter's not there and all that stuff. <laughs> it's like, oh, it just kind of has, the, it's like almost like tainted. It's hard to kind of objectively look at it as a song and not through the prism of the monkey's experience. Exactly. Which you can say that a lot about a lot of these songs. Yeah. So it's hard to be uh, objective about it. Yeah. I do find, though, going back to these songs, I'm finding more that I do like that I thought I didn't. Even Agreed. A song like French Song. Which I was just kind of like, ugh. But then when we were listening to it, I'm like, no, it's got those cool moments to it that I really do like. So that's the cool thing about doing this countdown randomly. It's like you're objectively placing them rather than just like throwing them at you. For real. But anyway, here is. One more to go. I had something and I dropped it. I wonder if it was like the best. Okay. (laughs) All right. I picked something. Here it is. It's my life. Isn't that a Bon Jovi song? Now or never. It's my life, and I'm taking over now. It's my life, and it's time that I learned how. No excuses, or the truth is, it's my life now. Okay, so it's my life now after justice. Um, I, I, I do feel where we're harder on like these kind of ballady type songs, but it, it's like, look, this is just our opinion on these things. And I, I'm, I'm not a ballady type person myself. I'm not <laughs> saying I need like everything to be hard rocking or crazy psychedelic or whatever the heck, yeah. but it helps. <laughs> <laughs> and I get it. I get the whole, I, I want to be McCartney at the piano, kind of mm-hmm. just sing a heartfelt song. And, and Mickey uh, sounds great in this song. His voice is great. The always. instrumentation behind him is great. It's just um, not sure when we're going to listen to this again. It's not like something I'd reach for in the car. You know what I mean? It's twice I think, as long as Teardrop City. I don't. I, yeah, I'm not too sure what to really say about this. Uh, some people from the comments I've read really like this uh, song. Mm-hmm. Really, like it's really important to some people and really hit them when they needed it. I guess. But, it's um, like, almost like Mickey's uh, My Way, like a Sinatra yeah. thing. <laughs> almost, yeah. So it doesn't build up to a big chorus or a big, you know, 
ending. Not, not, not as big, no. I forgot no. that part. Yeah. That's you, want this, you want this to be six minutes long? Because <laughs> also, you got to remember, this came out in like 96. Yeah. And it, there was always a ballad on, on records. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's still like that. I have no idea. It should be. It's the second last song on the record. Yeah. <laughs> Wrapping things up. You might, you might be down. dozing off while you're listening to it. It's pillow time again. Yeah, it is. I'm not sure. Where, where would you want to put this one? On uh, on our jelly spree, apparently, today. <laughs> <laughs> They've been interesting jellies, but still jellies nonetheless. Uh, what's our lowest Mickey is D.W. Washburn, of course. D.W. Washburn. So our second lowest Mickey is Secret Heart. Third Mickey down is uh, It's Got to Be Love. It's Got to Be Love, yeah. And it tastes just like it's got to be love. Okay, we got Man, a man Without a Dream at 81, which... <laughs> In episode nine, we declared Schmishworthy. Now I'm a man without a dream. <laughs> Is this as Schmishworthy? Yes, I, 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 I'll go one above a man without a dream. So after, hey. don't wait for me. Don't wait for me. We'll go, uh, whatever the song's called. It's my life. <laughs> Which version of "It's My Life" would you rather listen to, the Bon Jovi one or this one? Uh, pass. Yeah. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> <laughs> and again, props to the Justice Project for what it did and how they did it. And it is what it is. Yeah. And it's exactly. the boys and we love them. This came out in 96. We saw them in 95, right? No, we saw them in 96. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like for this record. It's time to put the old hat away. Yes, the hat has has not been our buddy lately. That's okay. It means there's still some good tunes in there. That's the, that is the the silver lining. Is if we just bust out so many jellies, if we can end with like a whole bunch of jams, that would just be the greatest. Oh yeah, I'm I'm because there's still some great great songs left in the mm-hmm. Wool Hat of Mystery, For and sure. I'm I'm excited to see when they pop up. Me too, D too. Well, all right, everyone. Thank you for checking us out here on the the last actual episode episode of the first season, like the sitcommy episode of the first season. I'd say. Can you believe we've done like thirty one of these things plus two specials? I can't. I can't believe we've been doing this now for for over a year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we started. Uh, it must have been late August. Yeah, it was a much different production when we started. It was a different world when we started this. It was, oh, completely. <laughs> But yes, thanks for checking us out. We'll be back in two weeks with um, Monkeys on Tour. Great, great episode coming Mm up. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. From me, Paco. And me, Jeff. Have yourselves a Monkeys little evening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, Monkeys fans. With everything going on with social distancing, Podcast Valley Sunday will be on every two weeks. We hope you're staying safe, we hope you're staying at home, and we hope that you're listening to The Monkeys and obviously Podcast Valley Sunday. You can check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube. And please, rate us and leave a message. We'd love to hear from you. But, as always, be gentle with us. We're very sensitive.